0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Honest to Pod with me, the beautiful Ashley McAllister.
1: And me, Matthew Alley. Maybe not so beautiful? I will say this actually, I think... this week I look incredibly good, so my face is really nice. Do you know what?
0: You've caught the sun, haven't you?
1: I have, I have. And just before mm. we carry on the conversation, and this is episode 77. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're right, you got a
1: yeah. to... <laughs> uh, son, How
0: dare you take my line <laughs> I am I am going to give you the biggest beating when I see you next time. How dare you do that? That is my line.
1: My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Um Yeah, yeah, so I've kinda of given myself this week's been a funny week, you know, I will say that, and I guess it's um I've been I found this week the most sort of like I've been the most sensitive this week. For sure, right out of everything, and mm. given like the sun and, and and I'll go in a bit more about our self feeling. I kind of gave myself like, and not to say that everything's so intense, but I kind of saw in my head that this was like my week off, so I spent a lot of time sunbathing um, at this quiet little park, which is really nice, um, just by the river. Um, yeah. Like, and it's not very busy. It's like this green, just on Saint Catherine's Docks in London, mm. um, and it's quite quiet. So I've been there from like ten till four, like Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, or you know, twelve till Five kind of thing like long hours literally just in the sun um and it's been really really nice i must admit first time getting out of the house properly um spent a day with jordan which is really really sweet and started seeing people you know one-on-one really properly so yeah that's been really really nice And um, but i have caught the sun i have and my skin is delicious i will say that absolutely Ooh. delicious my forehead starts to crack a little bit though today which is not cute oh
0: that's old age though it happens don't worry just moisturise more.
1: Okay, one, it's impossible because I've been putting <laughs> on three coats a day. I'll sit here watching TV and then I'll do one layer and then I'll put another layer on. I feel like, yeah, because I felt like my my skin's, I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's just absorbing like the moisturiser really quickly. So I'm just putting on loads and loads. I'm lacquering up a lot. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know why it feels that like way. Um, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it is important to keep yourself moisturised keep yep. yourself moist um yeah i mean we've not had as much sun here as you guys had have, have had over there i mean it stopped raining today which is nice and i don't think it's going to rain for the next few days so what has it been raining for more than one day yeah i mean it pretty much like pretty much rains and it's been really really windy like <gasps> windy that plant pots have fallen over and my mom was like cleaning dirt up because the plant pot rolled around the garden yesterday did your
1: mum get blown away
0: Oof, no. <laughs> Jesus. Like, she's like a. I don't um, she's built like a truck at a woman. Um,
1: <laughs> You're so horrible.
0: <laughs> listen, there's nothing I would not say on here that I do not say to her face. That's the
1: problem. You said this shit to your mum. You're so horrible. It's so horrible.
0: It's not horrible. The reason why is because I love her and I am the only one of my. Sim- do you know what? It is, I'm the only one of, well, I can't say this because, you know, I love my siblings. But I would say I'm the only one who picks on my mom to the point where it's a pod, I get a positive change. Does that make sense? <laughs> you so, bully
1: her into changing her behaviors.
0: I don't, like. well, she calls me a bully all the time. But essentially, I hit her with harsh truths. So my mom used to smoke for 30 years. She smoked. Um, at one point, she was a, definitely a chain smoker. Um and then she cut off and cut off and then she started changing what she smoked and she she you know she she had as far as I can remember back she had a horrible horrible smoker's cough, mm. um, and it did not care to her did not matter to her when um both my auntie and my um, grandmother died of cancer, she it did not phase her and in fact she had this really sort of weird approach where. She was like, well, you know, because we'd say, oh, I, I would obviously say, well, it's, it's not the best for you smoking. It's not, you know, not very good. She's like, well, your uh, nan and your auntie didn't smoke a day in their lives and they both had cancer. And I'm like, oh, that's not the right attitude to have, mom. They didn't she smoke a day in their lives they like, got what, sorry? They got cancer. Lung um, cancer? No, just, just cancer. Then it's
1: not related, um, right? Not related. Well, I don't think it's, I don't think you can say that. Um I'm but, like a doctor much like Ben being a lawyer and he knows exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> I don't,
0: that last night, I was just like, hmm. Um, but then I, I, when I moved back here like four years ago, uh, I was like, you know, my main goal is going to get her to stop smoking. And I did. And it took a lot of arguments and it took a lot of back and forth and fights and disagreements. and But here we are sitting and I think she's, and I'm immensely proud. Like she is now like, three years, four, two, three years non-smoking, um, and, you know, the, the remarkable thing is, um, I think the, the very first day she stopped smoking, um, she had, she just, she slept so late, and I actually started to panic, I thought, like, it was like 11 o'clock in the, like, in the morning, and she hadn't got out of bed yet, and I was like, oh, my God, did her heart, like, explode from no nicotine? <laughs> And then she came down and she goes, Oh God, I didn't realize the time I slept right through. And I'm like, well, that's because you're not smoking and there's nothing going in there. That's that keeping you up. Um, I,
1: I guess it's, yeah. Cause you like, you'd crave it after a few hours, isn't it? In the morning and stuff. So that would kind of like yeah. tell you to get up maybe.
0: Yeah. And then within a week, her cough had gone. Like her smokers cough had just completely gone. And it's like, I've like, anytime I'm home, I, you'd hear that cough once every five minutes. If that, Oof. like, like do you know what I mean it was and a week later? I swear we could have gone a whole day without her smoking, um, and I know she feels better for it. Now I mean she now blames me for like she has put on weight, and I mean she's put on weight a lot since Christmas to here, like when I was back at Christmas to now, and she blames me because she goes, "Well, if I was smoking, I'd be thinner." And I'm like, "Well, when you're smoking, you were, still weren't that thin, mum." So <laughs> um, such
1: a vile son. I'm <laughs> not vile. You are such um, a vile son.
0: Listen, my mom points out to me when I put on weight. And I just, the thing is, I, you know me, Matt, I am a street shooter. I don't be around the bush. I'll just tell you how it is. And there's no point wasting time. To me, pussyfooting around my mom saying, oh, you know, you don't look that bad. We had an argument last week where she's like, oh, things in the, I'm getting shorter so things in the top shelf are harder to reach. And I was like, no, mom, they're harder to reach because your belly sticks out more and you can't get close enough to get them.
1: You did not say this like, to your mom.
0: Oh, of course I said it to my mom.
1: Fuck me. Oh my God. Why would
0: I, why would I not? I, I would say it to It's anyone.
1: unnecessary right. though. It's unnecessary. Especially because like, right, you talk about your weight and we know that your weight fluctuations is dramatic. It, right? It is. It's drastic. Um, yeah. Right? And then, you do get upset when people like tell you about that. I know you do. And you've said it to me before. Um, that I don't get, I don't make get... a point of telling you when you already know, you know, we all know within ourselves when our body changes quite dramatically, you know? And, if it's something negative, you know, and then people tell you, like, it does, it
0: does. It does, but I would, I would, I would I would push back in the sense of, I 100% know, and I would prefer people to tell me that I've put on weight, because in me, in me, I, I know what I have to do to lose it again, and to me, the reminders are that. The difference with my mum is that she's like, well, I can't do anything to do weight, so we may as well just accept it. I'm like, well, you could do this, no, I can't do that. Well, you could do that, no, I can't do that. And last night, literally the conversation we had last night was, um, I was going down to the shop. She said, can you get me chocolate? And I was like,
1: mm. <laughs> I will get me chocolate, not you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and um, and I said to her, I was like, mom, I'll get you chocolate whenever uh, you get yourself a swimming suit and when you can go to the beach or go to the swimming pool to do aerobic. And she's like, in fact, you know, fuck off. I don't want chocolate. And I'm like, right, I'll get you chocolate. But And then she, we had an argument about, it. she was, why are you always trying to get me to go to the swimming pool? You know, I, I don't like swimming. I don't like this. I said, mom, it's not swimming um i was like okay if you don't want to do that tell me what you want to do um and we'll make it happen um and then that bitch named like oh, i wanted this bike and i was like mom that bike is a thousand pound you can go whistle <laughs> not oh, your bike
1: Ashley, listen you just started to set a goal you told it was unattainable and <laughs> and what, the fuck is wrong with
0: you? what? no rude. no what she was saying is i want you to buy me a thousand pound bike and i was like i'm not buying you a thousand pound bike Mom.
1: she wants you to pay for it
0: of course that's what she said oh
1: absolutely not! i don't know what she's thinking She's absolutely mental contribute so I, maybe I have ho- but no
0: i have ho- holidays to pay for i've got my own things um no but i think um i think we'll we'll figure something out do what you know- i might do is the bike You've got to go, Karen. Oh, the, the bike she likes to do is it's a little bike that mickey has in the gym and he lent it to me Mm. Um, but Mickey, Mickey is. Oh, I don't know if I should say this. In case, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to sort of try and arrange Mickey to do some PT sessions with my mum, and then she can go out and use that bike, and just I'll like I'll mm. I'll pay PT. I'm not buying her a thousand pound bike, but I'll pay her. I'll pay Mickey to let her use his bike. If yeah, thinking. that's
1: fair. But she you know like you'll be a thousand pound spent, and then she won't use it, and then that'd be more frustrating, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it sat in our we it sat in our house for about a week, and. She's like, oh, I've used it. I was like, mom, you use it for like two minutes to show that you can use it. Like, doesn't really count.
1: Mm. I think. Anyway, when I we're like not um, going to talk about my mom. Oh, I was going to talk about my mom. From. Well, we were talking about my mom. Um, I was I went to see my mom yesterday, and um, she, my nephew was there, and then he's eleven, and I was like, I knew that that my mom started smoking when she was eleven, and she smoked through all of her pregnancy. She was a big smoker as well, um, mm. and she was like, God, yeah, she used to chain smoke because obviously it was like fine then. So she used to, like she said, she used to wake up in the middle of the night, like three, four o'clock in the morning smoke as well. Like she literally just smoked and smoked and smoked. Um, yeah. And she stopped after, an, um, like she tried to stop a few times and then I think, hmm, um, it might be 10 years, probably not 10 years. But something like within my early 20s, she somehow managed just to stop smoking. I think she got ill over something else. No, this is a lie. this is a complete lie. Um, but she did stop smoking um and she feels much much better for it like she never had a cough or anything like that like there was nothing really bad about it it was just and she never smoked she used to smoke in the house and then she stopped doing that you know when she realized like quite early on that and, and people stop smoking does. doors um mm. what do you remember and then i told her because she never knew i was like she did she was talking about the fact that um my older brother one time when i was younger she had it was one of the most you know those things that just stick in your mind it was one of the scariest things my mum is fucking scary anyway But it was honestly like one day my older brother came home and she'd somehow found out. And I never knew this for years. You know, it's one of those things where your parents know something and you never know how Mm. they knew. But she had known that he'd smoked that day. Um, I don't know if he smoked regularly or something. But my older brother came in from secondary school and we were still in primary school. And then she was like, come here, come here. Let me smell your breath. Let me smell your (gasps) breath. And he was like, what? Came over, couldn't smell it. And uh, listen. She smoked his breath, then she stepped back and she gave him the most, like the biggest slap across the face. She, you know, like full on palm, bam. And she's Ooh. like, You've been smoking. You've been smoking. How fucking dare you disgusting this, that, and the other. Bearing in the mind that on a daily basis, she's rolling up hash joints in the evening um, in the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, he's like, I don't know, 12, 13, or whatever. And then um, she was going at him so, so much. It was honestly one of the scariest things ever. And she asked us all to sit there and watch because she wanted us to know. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, yeah. Um, I definitely tried. Do you remember how old you were when you first tried a cigarette?
0: Or, I... or when it was? Uh, the first and only time I started smoking, I think I was 14. mm yeah, 14, I think. Yeah, 14.
1: What happened? Like, how?
0: Well, I was dating a girl at the time. Ooh. And... I oh, know. Did <laughs> and, you think um, of her
1: pussy? Oh? Um,
0: <laughs> no. No, not at 14. Um, I waited until I was 17 to do that with somebody. Oh! Uh... So I on, can like... still smell it. Ugh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh no we were just we were walking I, I think what we did we had we had this was, there was this day where like 20 people skived school we all got caught and we all had to get, get detention and I was one of those karate people that threw people under the bus so I would not get suspended I only got detention so I was like well this person was here this person oh, was here no. that was here. <laughs> I know I know oh my god did people find
1: out that you're a snitch
0: Um, I think people found out that there was about six or seven snitches Um, Ooh. but they didn't like and it was quite clear who it was because of the ones who went into detention rather than got suspended. Oh yeah, of course. But as it wasn't as if, like, it wasn't as if there was no, it wasn't as if like it wasn't, like nobody was hostile towards us afterwards because, we were all busted at the same time. There was, I don't, to me, the stupid people were the ones who didn't cooperate. Like you know, <laughs> you're already caught. What is the point of saying you weren't there when you were caught there? Because
1: snitches get sense? bit. Uh, snitches get bitches. I said.
0: Snitches get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> we sure do. And I
1: can still smell it now. Oh my God.
0: Um, so yeah. So me and this girl I was dating, we were walking and she smoked uh, and she was like, have you ever tried it? And I was like, no, I mean, I can smell my mom. I don't like it. Um, and she goes, well, try it and see. And I tried it and I was like, it just burnt my throat. And I tasted it mm. for like an hour afterwards. And I was like, no, it's definitely not for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely not. I was much, much younger. Like, I, it was really weird. I said I told my mum as well because she didn't know. But I was I was in primary school and one of the neighbours was just <gasps> like, yeah, I was really young. I was really young. I think like seven or something, seven or eight years old. And um, I was just really interested. So like this neighbour had basically like finished a cigarette before she went in the house, but there was a little bit left. So I picked it up and just like s- smoked it. <laughs> well, I took a puff. I didn't smoke it. And it was horrible. Like, it was horrible. And, mm. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't have it again. And then. It would have been like years after that before i like tried another cigarette um but yeah
0: and did, did you try it again
1: yeah i tried it again like i tried it again i took one of my mum's ones once and tried it in the house behind a chair for some reason um <laughs> that wasn't nice either and then yeah like you know like on nights out as i got older as a teenager but not in secondary school because i knew what it was like um like I, I just knew i didn't like it what i find really bizarre is that there were actual corners in school where people smoked so people smoked in the day in school i can't imagine yeah. like now surely like think about it like well the thing that was
0: crazy is i'm pretty sure like the like for example me who was a non-smoker knew where people went to smoke and yeah yeah yeah. like it was the same year after mm. year no matter what year you were in at school you everybody went to the same place
1: mm.
0: and i was like how did teachers not know yeah like
1: uh, what it must do i don't know
0: it's just anyway um yeah i can't imagine people now doing it or i don't well i think the legal, the legal age of cigarettes has changed hasn't it it's no longer 16 it's because it was 16 wasn't it
1: yeah
0: and it's now 18 isn't it or 21 21
1: no not 21 for cigarettes that would be ridiculous oh. i don't know i didn't know it changed
0: um well, maybe it's not changed
1: but i think you have i think there's still um what's it um you have to it's more like in shops it's still like you have to be you have to look over to anyone not to get ids but you can be um you can still buy it what would, what would it be called smoking age. um teens age 16 17 may smoke tobacco but still sell tobacco to products anyone under the age of 18 and then yeah oh so you
0: can you can still smoke but you just can't buy it
1: yeah yeah all
0: right um, okay.
1: no Oh. I'm glad I don't smoke to be fair. Um I don't I'm not a big fan.
0: I don't know how people can afford it. Like genuinely if people smoke because they're so expensive. Nowadays like, they're how, outrageous. Yeah, how do you like how can you afford to do that? And you know
1: And live life? Just, yeah. Yeah, it's outrageous.
0: Uh, anyway. Um Yeah. <laughs> Mad. I can't believe you smoked at seven. I know. it's clearly stunted your growth
1: 100 percent. i was one of the yeah. tallest in my year up until year nine me and my twin brother but we stopped growing like i reached like five foot nine or whatever and then five foot nine and a bit but like really early on like just as i got to like secondary school but then everyone and everyone else was shorter but then like we never i stopped growing and everyone else grew because we were talking about it. my nephew's yeah. going to secondary school next year and he said he's the third tallest in his year and my mum lives near my secondary school honestly and it is always the most African kids that are there, like the darkest of dark-skinned kids. They <laughs> are just starting year, year seven, and they are like six foot three. Like, they are <laughs> humongous, these year sevens. And I'm like, how is the They're growing. These kids are so much taller than they, like they used to be. Yeah. They're humongous. Absolutely gigantic. Um, oh.
0: Yeah. I miss school. Would you go back to school if you could?
1: i don't know how to answer that question really i like i had a, I liked my school life like i had good times in secondary school i never because i never really suffered anything like i was never bullied you know i did well in school i had you know i had things through. i had friends I, I had a really positive experience in school you know i had a lot of positive affirmations as yeah. well you know like yeah i was really fat but i don't know when people called me fat like i just didn't really it obviously bothered me a little bit like as a kid and i didn't like my the way i looked and all that sort of shit to a certain extent but I never really felt downtrodden by it, I guess. No. Um, yeah. I wish. Do I wish? It's different. I wasn't like outwardly gay in school. Like I didn't even know really um, that I was for most of my. Or, 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 I don't know how to say no or accept it or whatever um, that I was gay. For a long time, I didn't really look into it. So I remember like one of the first times that I'd, I was homesick, and I basically for the first time looked at for penises online. And I think I was about 14. And Ooh. yeah, so I, I mean, I've done a few so, but I think that's quite late. Maybe not. Um, but I didn't really, uh... yeah. And I didn't really sort of think about that when I was in school. Like it never really crossed my mind. You know, I didn't look at anyone. I went to an all boys school. I, I didn't look at anyone and think they were attractive or anything like that. Like I never really connected the dots in that way. They were kind of two separate things. Um, so I didn't really need to worry. Whereas there was this guy in my school he was you know he was he was like really one of the only feminine really camp guys in my school there weren't many that i was aware of yeah and he got really bullied you know Um, yeah really really bullied so i don't know it'd be nice to think that i could be there to like stand up for it and stuff um i guess but then i didn't have to worry about that too much so yeah my school life yeah my school life was pretty good to be fair i enjoyed it
0: yeah i mean um I would go back. I mean, I was bullied at school. Um, but I'd still go back. I think I'd go back. I, I mean, it sounds, it sounds ideal. Like, I'd go back with the knowledge I have now. That I, that oh, I works mean, out obviously. Of, yeah, no. But, but yeah, yeah. Like everything, works out, everything works out okay and, you know, things get better. And I would have just like got all A stars
1: if I could go back after all of this. I would have actually put some effort into studying. I'd never revised in <laughs> yeah. my life. I'd never revised a thing until A level, I think. Like, never never and now yeah absolutely i was never yeah. i think i was quite lucky about bullying to be fair i mean it probably would have happened but um i hadn't my older brother was like um i was year seven and he was in year 10 so four years yeah. old. um and he you know he's like proper hood or whatever like someone tried to bully me once so when i first got there i was walking home from school by myself i think i don't know why i was by myself and this guy came up and took my hat and told me to jump for it So, um, I just stood there and was just like, I'm not really like an aggressive, I'm not someone who's going to fight someone at all, but I'm also not someone who's just like, I wasn't like scared really or anything like that. I kind of just stood there and just like ridiculous. And then someone was like, do you know that's Jason Ali's brother? And then he was like, what? Yeah, yeah, that's Jason Ali's little brother. Um, and we don't look the same because we have different dads. He's a lot lighter than Mm -hmm. I am and stuff. Um, and then he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Put the hat on my head. He was like, oh, my mom, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Please don't tell Jason, please don't tell Jason. So obviously, I went home and I was like, Mum, guess just what happened? And she was like, We need to. <laughs> um, so then Jason found out. So I'm in a playground in school, right? Um, maybe the next day, a couple of days later or something. Because um, at home, my brother asked me to describe this person. Obviously, I didn't know his name. And yeah. it's like lunchtime, or whatever. And I mean, my brother comes up with this guy in his hand and he's like, Matt, is this the person that did it to you? And I was like, yep and he's like oh fuck <laughs> it should we get in it <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah and the guy's like yeah yeah cool 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 and do you know what's so funny oh. my brother's tiny right so he's like he, you know he was probably shorter than me at this point and this guy was taller than me um you know but Jason's like just got this reputation or whatever so then like he goes off and he's like yeah yeah just tell me if it happens again innit? it i was like yeah can't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah and then pretty much said nothing ever happened to me ever again <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean even when that's it, yeah. that's it's getting it
0: that's the times yeah you've got a bigger brother there to protect you that's fine
1: yeah 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 like it's decent um <laughs>
0: it's funny my little brothers are twins and um it's weird like if somebody picked on if i remember right if somebody picked on them at school the other one would be there to like beat them up for sure but but they um they had more fights with themselves than anyone else.
1: Do they have like physical fights? So, like,
0: yeah, I, th- like, I think so. Like, I always, I, think I'm sure I'm, I, I wasn't around for my whenever My brothers are a lot younger than me. So by the time they went to secondary school, I'd already moved on to university. Mm. So it's just, I'm, I'm sort of trying to remember phone calls. My mom would say, oh, they've been fighting again. And this one was in trouble. And he was sent home. And I'm like, oh, well, there you mm. go. Um, yeah but i never had like a bigger a bigger um older sibling my sister my sister was older but she went to a different school than me um and then it was just like yeah i just i mean
1: i think there is like perks to it because i'm not that kind of person either but like when my little brother joined so there's like there was always like four years school gap between all of us and then my little brother joined and then some kid had been like picking on him or something so i did the same thing I guess because I learned oh. this guy picked him so I grabbed I it to him, I grabbed him like pushed him against the wall but I pushed him too hard and he smacked his head so hard against the wall and I felt bad I was like shit because he was crying and I didn't mean to do that um, and that's not like it's not really my nature but I guess just because it was my little brother I just felt a bit different you know um, yeah and yeah no, I felt a bit bad or whatever and then his brother came to me and I was like then we had a little argument we didn't have anything else apart from that because his his older brother was a year younger than me so like it was a bit different <clears throat>
0: You're like you're like shut the fuck up, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you'll yeah. or you'll be next. Yeah. In it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> In it.
1: Yeah. But no, I guess you do that for your like siblings, even if you don't like them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sort of, you know, blood like blood is thicker than water, isn't it? And you always sort of, sort of like, you know.
1: Well, that's definitely what my mum taught us. She always taught us like loyalty and all that sort of respect. um At the time, yeah. you know it was really important. So yeah, am I? I guess we've kind of stood by that for the most part. Not so much now, but definitely a lot, of them in school.
0: Well, it's like the best Game of Thrones character says.
1: I don't know. I literally have no idea.
0: Well, she says, "When winter comes, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives."
1: I now's the right time to watch. I, it's not on Amazon I'm anymore. But like you know, I only watched—I've only ever watched up like season four twice, but I've never gone beyond that. So I've never remembered, yeah. and I don't remember anything about the books at all, almost not at all. Um, oh, I know. So it'd be a good time to watch it because—and this is a short thing—but I watched this series. There's a game, so you know I like basketball a lot, and they've these um, anim- animators have mixed Game of Thrones with the NBA, and they call it Game of Zones. Right um so they follow right. kind of both stories with the characters and it don't ma- it won't make any sense i would say watch it because it's funny but it won't make any sense at all because like the jokes are very very specific to basketball um but they right. do follow but they base all of the characters on game of thrones characters so you'll get those references you'll be like oh that's bran in a wheelchair um and things like that but um if you like basketball if anyone's listening and you like game of thrones fuck me it's hilarious Oh, my days. It's one of the funniest things. Well,
0: there we go. It was Sansa who said that, by the
1: way. She's the best, as if. She is the oh, best. Oh, my God, she's the worst. <laughs> I thought were you were saying Arya or something. Oh, my God. She's the no. worst character. She is one of the people that should have been killed off. Oh, my God. I don't know if she was Are you but, Are you um, joking? I'm not even joking. She's horrific.
0: horrific. She's easily the best character
1: easily how can you say that yeah. Tyrion is there and Arya is there even Jamie Lannister's excellent oh Cersei do
0: you know what I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll take that back she's my favorite character but she's definitely the best Stark but I can see how there's other characters who are not Starks that are good Tyrion's how can you good say, Jamie Lannister's
1: how I don't know how you can say that she's better than Arya when obviously Arya is like the best character in the whole entire series
0: <laughs> stop it take a seat Matt are you taking take a seat no i'm not joking
1: oh my days i mean how can you say that she's so interesting
0: because so is sansa sansa starts off from being a total different character to where she ends up but the problem is, is Arya, about
1: the whole back half of characters she's terrible for like three seasons
0: no no because you can see her switch, and you can see her learn and you can see her watch and you can see her bring together stuff manipulate people very early on you have to be a true fan to see it but um
1: okay yeah all right <laughs> you take a seat man. um
0: yeah aria on the other hand has always been this little rough little tomboy and it's like oh look she's gonna do another rough little tomboy thing i'm not <laughs> saying that she doesn't i'm not saying that she's not a good character but the only reason that she's made better is because i mean there's no character development she just is the same character throughout she just learns new skills so and then when the not that you would know because you never seen the ending but well, I can't say because you've not seen the ending. Go on, say I will watch um, it, but
1: say the ending. It's fine. Because I've definitely seen or well, heard a lot of spoilers.
0: She, le- she learns all these great new schools, but when the time comes, she doesn't use them. Sansa, on the other hand, fucking learns everything along the way. And when it comes to the crunch, she's like, bitch, this is happening right now. And then she owns it. It's like I think I heard that. San- I heard something
1: like that. People are really disappointed about Sa- how Arya goes towards the end.
0: Yep. Sansa fierce all the way.
1: Okay. I do need to watch their final seasons. I wish I remembered the books though, like honestly, because how many books are there? How many?
0: Five? Um, the, well, there's seven books, but it's sort of five books because oh, yeah, two yeah, of the yeah, books yeah. are sp- split into two. But to be honest, it, the TV series, it sort of after book one, it starts to divert quite, you know, quite a lot. Um, so it, it's sort of, if you're watching the, to me, when I think of the story now, I don't even think of the books because I... I've associated too much with the, the the TV series, so I think this is the actually Game of Thrones ended a year ago, roughly this week, I think. Um, the film, the TV series, but I'm thinking I'm, next year I'm going to reread the books when it's been like a full year without anything Game of Thrones in my head.
1: Because
0: mm. um, I really want to read the books, and hopefully by next year he'll release the next book. He's taking his bloody time. Well,
1: it's, am I am I right in thinking it's someone else writing the book, or is it him writing the
0: book? George R. R. Martin writing the book, yeah. oh
1: ah, okay. For some reason, I don't know what it is. I felt like there's some things where like, someone's died and someone else had to write the book and I didn't know if that was him. Didn't he say, though, then, that he was lost? Like, he didn't know what to do and that's why it's taken so long?
0: No, um, I I think he knows what he's doing because he has said that he doesn't, like, well, I think that he knows what he's doing because he says he doesn't, the ending of his books will not follow the ending of the TV series.
1: That's so weird, isn't it? Um, obviously yeah. he allowed it and it's loads of money and it's fair enough like whatever
0: um yeah well you've some um, you've seen yeah i mean there's so many different things happening like for example lady stoneheart in the books doesn't ever happen in the tv series so that's what's the face that's
1: qu- that's um
0: catelyn stark
1: oh yeah when she dies and it comes back
0: yeah she dies and comes back and it's just like you know that's quite a big plot thing when it comes you know because what she does ends up being well, I can't say because you'll want to watch it, but um, yeah. So they they've taken bits of characters, and, yeah. um, and another another thing that's happened in the book is they in the book they take is it Sansa's friend Jean Poole, I think, and they sell her off to the Boltons to marry the Bolton son, but at, but then pretend that she's Arya, so they. I think Littlefinger sort of pretends that Jean pulls to sort of appease that's Bolton. That's definitely the but... books, right? Yeah, that's the book, yeah. And that doesn't in happen TV in series. the TV series. Oh my god, no.
1: <laughs> that's really important. I, I, to... I remember that because they that... kill the bitch.
0: Yeah. And then Santa um... actually
1: thinks that she died, isn't it? And loses her mind. Yeah, uh...
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's totally, I won't won't tell you how it's different, but it's totally different in the TV series.
1: I do need to, I I would like to watch it. I need to find it because it's not on Amazon Prime anymore, I don't think. So I need to figure out how to do that.
0: Well, we on, was it Friday night? Yeah, Friday night. We were, um, I was surprised to get asked to watch it, to be honest, because I'm not even part of the Steelers anymore, but um, we were invited to watch a documentary. Um you set up, Matt, because you're actually in the club and I'm not.
1: So one of our teammates or clubmates um, had made a documentary and it was going to be in the BFI Flair, um, what do you call them? Film Festival. Film Festival, thank you. <laughs> um, and made a documentary on the rugby club called Steelers. So it's Kingshaw Steelers. Steelers. De- and, De- and,
0: De- Steelers. And, De- the- um,
1: and it was supposed to be on, but obviously with everything that happened, we had to cancel it. So he did like a viewing with the rugby club and... So some of us feature in it, and it's nice, and it talks about his journey. It's not a documentary on The Steelers, so I guess maybe the name's a little bit perceiving. Because it's definitely about his life, um, and then a few of the others' um, lives, as opposed to actually the history of the club and stuff. But it was very emotional. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's definitely, yeah, if you're going to look at the club as a whole, I think it, it would be important to look at, like, the club as a whole, uh, which it, it, it just doesn't completely, in that respect. Um, But we got to watch it on Friday, um, and there was a live viewing for the rugby club. And yeah, it was very interesting. It followed mostly our tournament that we had in Amsterdam two years ago, um, Mm. which was very, very good. Um, Our friend Drew was in it a lot, which was very, very nice to see. And um, our coach at the time, uh, Nick Evans, Iffins even, I don't say Evans, but um, who is... Has her own issues, I say issues. I don't want to say issues, but like challenges as being a female coach. Obstacles, yeah. Obstacles, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and things as well, which I, I think added a really good element to that story. I
0: met, I messaged her afterwards, and mm. I was just like, it was yeah, it was um, yeah. And then the other guy, Simon, was they, he sort of they sort of followed follow three people, uh, as well as then Eamon who made the documentary, um, but yeah. Simon's story just blew me away, really as well. I was just like, wow. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was. You're right. It wasn't so much a documentary about the the club. It goes in a little bit about the history of the club, and but it is more about, I guess, how the gay rugby club has helped him and the guy who pulled together the 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 documentary. How he how it helped him and find like his place, as well as giving like. A place to other people, and it then focuses on three stories of other people. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I had it's well, so we started off like, and this is where we were messaging, and I thought it started at seven, and I got the notification saying, "Oh, it starts in ten minutes." So I was like, "Okay, I'll sit here, ready to go." Um, and then I messaged you like halfway through, and I, the reason why is like, I was watching this for the first half hour of twenty minutes or whatever it was. I was like, "This is not what I thought this would be about." it was all about like Steelers drag race and all this like stuff going on. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is actually really bad. And then that's why I was like (laughs) low key as low key messaging you saying, are you watching this? And you're like, no, no, I'm not watching it. It doesn't start for another 10 minutes. I'm like, no, it started now. And I, it's not, I thought it was about Bingham and then turned out that was just like a, not like a trailer, but like a, a lead up. And I was like, okay. And then the the thing started and I was just like hooked. Um, and I just, I was really, really good. I was so emotionally involved. And what for me is somebody who, um, who's, I've been to a few tournaments. Um, it may, really made me miss that tournament experience. And like the, I can't say the word, camaraderie. Is that yeah. the right word? Yeah, it definitely is. Um, camaraderie. I miss the camaraderie and I miss the pulling together and the team sport element. Um i really didn't miss it? I got like, oh, it like instant back back flashes to flashbacks to, um, Nashville and Dublin actually because Dublin was only last year and I really enjoyed Dublin. Mm. Um, I was just like, yeah, I was overwhelmed by how amazing it was.
1: Um, yeah, because like I've been thinking a lot about continuing rugby at the moment and stuff, and I was I've definitely been in the mindset that I think I'm going to slow down slash almost stop just because you know I've been doing it for ten years with the King Trust Steelers. And you know a lot of things have changed, but I think a lot of things for me have changed as well. And it's nice not having been broken all the time. If I'm honest, like my body feels a lot better for it because you know mm. you can take a, a bit of a beating. And it's been really, really nice. But then when you watch things like that, like I, I, I definitely won't leave it forever because the tournaments are really the thing that I love. They're the most unique experience that you can get, um, I think. And I think it's one of the things that makes our community special is able being able to f- go to these different places. And I would recommend to anyone if they're able to, if it's ever near them. Um, I don't know if you get. I guess I don't know if you get completely the same experience just visiting like one of these events. But when you're a part of a team and you build up to these tournaments, it is really emotional, isn't it? Like it's beautiful and you just remember the, how great these times were and you know playing yeah. rugby and then speaking to everyone. And I'm not the kind yeah. of person in new situations to go around and speak to new people ever. Really, I'm quite um, reserved when it comes to new situations. Um, mm. But I'm very different in in these tournaments. Like I just go around. I'm just talking to strangers, talking about their rugby. You know, because you've got something that you can kind of talk about, I guess, in a way. But it's not, and then you get to know a bit more about people. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it is. It
0: is a it's a unique experience. Like yeah, I mean, it. I would say maybe if you just rock up for the day and think, oh, I'm going to go watch this rugby tournament for the day. I don't think you'd get the same experience. But I would say if you're in an area which has one like one of the What's it like. 60 plus LGBT um sports teams rugby teams
1: I think
0: there's over hundreds is over 100 now um I would definitely go down and even if you don't want to play rugby I'd encourage you to try it um but definitely become a supporter and get involved because when it comes to these tournaments and we we we're I mean we're lucky we're coming from one of the biggest teams ever for for the tournament the biggest um yeah we are aren't we uh so we're like taking five or sixty, and it, it, you're there like, like a force, and we're, we're all together wearing similar, like, like the same top. It, it, it's, it, it makes an impression, and we're very lucky to be part of that. Mm. Um, Why say we are like you are? I, I guess I'm no longer part of it, but um, it's yeah. It really, it really was. It was really awesome, and I, you know, had to you know clap for Eamon for definitely mm. pulling that together. Um, well, I think the thing
1: is like I think the film was good and it was, it definitely pulled in like emotions and stuff. And I think it very centered around like these individual narratives. And cause someone had messaged me being like, Oh, the coach comes across and this is someone who doesn't know her. The coach comes across really, mm. really well. And I was like, she does. They're like, she's such a nice person. I was like, one thing she isn't, but I have very negative experiences with the coach. <laughs> mm. We did not get on well at all. You know me, like I, I can be like, I'm, I'm like, yeah. like, like, especially if it's like a, a an authority figure, you Know kind of thing, um, yeah, <laughs> so I a bit like, nah, you know, but I will say that, like, her story about like her family and her dad and stuff was, oh, I actually welled up a little bit, like, and she's a great storyteller, I think that she, yeah, she was excellent as she spoke. Um, I
0: mean, I have to say, I, I've always liked Nick, and I there's times where you know she's done stuff that I disagreed with, but you have to respect that, like, her role. Yeah. Um, I don't think think she had the easiest time at our club with other hurdles with people I don't like um and yeah I was just like I think she did a really good job I I actually messaged after her saying you know unbelievable um you know and I thanked her for her part with the Steelers because mm. um, I definitely think she did she did change the team around a bit like quite a lot actually I'd say in the three years she was there um it seems longer than three years if I'm honest but the, the, but yeah I think she did quite a lot um, I would say not all of it's good, but I would definitely say not all of it's bad. No, no, but um, not at all.
1: Not at all.
0: um, yeah. So I thought she was, she was, she was good. Uh, it was Simon's story that um really blew me away. I was just like, wow, because anytime I mean I don't know him that well, and I guess he joined literally the year I left, mm. and I never actually got a chance to know him that well because at the time I like even though I played for the second teams but pretty much all my friends played for the first team so I knew sort of both teams very well um and I was just like god anytime I've met him like Dublin or wherever and when I come down to the pitch whenever I came to visit London he always came across as so confident and it's like it just shows you that you don't know what's going on in people's heads um yeah. or, or what their story's been or what you know what their history is and I was actually, I was overwhelmed, but I just made this really snap decision in this guy who's overconfident, because he's a brilliant rugby player. Definitely,
1: um, definitely one of the best
0: ever that we've had. Yeah, and he's just so brilliant, and I just thought, oh god, this guy has has had his life, you know, it's been perfect. And then you hear his story, and you're like, oh, actually no, no, it's not. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And Drew's story's good as well. I mean, Drew's obviously one of our friends, and maybe I didn't give it as much, in my head, didn't give it as much, like, wow, because I know his story too well, and like, to me, it's it's always just been Drew. Um,
1: I don't think they paid the same attention, though, to Drew than they did the others, because um, there wasn't a...
0: There was no sort of sad backstory.
1: Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, the others have very... Yeah. Theory, like, oh, someone has passed away, and someone's been ill, and, and they really pulled on that sort of mental health aspect, whereas um, Drew's part was more about um, the challenges of being... Um, feminine and masculine within like you know gay rugby still has a definitely mask element to it um yeah when and i wish there was a bit more into it because when we first we do this big rugby um fundraiser called you know based in a big nightclub in london called heaven and it's a it raises a lot of money and drew was actually the person to start it all i don't think not enough people i don't think enough people know that that drew was the one who drove all of this forward and actually started the event yeah and can time, i just say that can i yeah
0: at the time when he put that forward because I, I was on the committee when he put that forward and I I remember sitting in the meeting of the committee and he put this forward and I said look I don't think this is going to work um and I shot it down from the day one um okay. and I was like I don't think it's going to work uh I think you know but everybody else is like well you know we've no better ideas and I'm like yeah okay we know better ideas and then even like up to like two or three weeks before I was like oh this is going to be so embarrassing it's going to fall through and I, it was basically because the ticket sales weren't coming through yeah yeah I and remember. then all all of a sudden, like the last two or three weeks, it just blew up, blew up, blew up. And it I had a lot at the door. I, we
1: sold a lot of tickets at the door. That's what I think people were worried about. But we got them. Well, yeah,
0: I, wor- I worked the door because I did the door that night. You were entry and for many people. I had to. I had to. We breached capacity. Mm. I was like, no, I'm sorry. Your name's not on the list. You're not coming in. People said you had a
1: power
0: I, trip. No, that, those people need to take a seat. People who are saying that were expecting people to get in for free and then come back out. And I'm like, I, I, how am I going to know you're going to get in for free? <laughs> to me, this is a fundraiser. I don't know who you are. I have to take your word that you're saying whoever's in there is going to come back and give me money. That's not going to happen. Um, I, I'm, I'm, and you're expecting me to go and find you in a, in a nightclub full of 500 people? Please, no. Sorry, no.
1: <laughs>
0: if, if the person If the person who was supposed to have that person come in had come and said to me, oh, by the way, this person's going to come They'll say my name. Do you mind letting them in? I'd be like, of course. But that didn't happen. Um, so power tr- par- trip my ass.
1: So the Heaven event has been really, really good. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh, me, so Druid started with me and um, one other person, a little drag group called D-Valicious, um like the year before when we were in Manchester. Yeah. And we got a lot of backlash, you know, from members within the club saying that we were um, perpetuating the stereotypes of, like, um, people were just creepy in the showers, looking at people being super Well, yeah. about the rugby. Um, yeah, yeah, honestly, like, a lot of... There were quite a few issues at the time. And then the event had happened. They realised how big the event was, how amazing it was, um, the hard work that was put in, the amount of money that but was the, raised was ridiculous. These
0: were people, these were people who weren't actually if I remember right, weren't really part of the club anymore. They had just started the club, maybe had coached for a bit afterwards after they'd retired playing and then some of them hadn't even like moved out of London and they were writing down to mourn. Um well no,
1: I don't I think that's and, a bit wrong. I think that's a bit unfair to be and I don't think that the people that started the club get anywhere near enough credit. I think people forget their history quite easily. Um, and I actually I believe know, I, and I think the I think the biggest opportunity missed in the documentary that we watched was no interview, no recognition of the people that actually started the club because if it wasn't for them there wouldn't be all of this and um i, I believe that they have a right to, uh, to express their views now i don't think their views were necessarily correct and they you know their way is the right way and stuff and it's you know needs to be progressive in some ways but i don't think that that's a bit fair i think you- i think you can earn your dues and i think they have
0: yeah i mean i guess you can say that but i also think 100% the place where the club is at now would never have happened. And I think that that is talked about in the documentary. Like mm. you said, maybe not given as much emphasis, but they definitely do say, you know, if it wasn't for this happening, this would never happen. And they they, they sort of go back, but, you know, it's none of this would have ever happened if those few friends hadn't sat around that bar in Camden. Um, I do think it's very different when you're saying, you know, to me, I'm not saying those people shouldn't have their opinion, but I think the club they started... 20 years ago is a very different club than it is now based on social changes yeah. and, and I, a hundred percent. And I remember it was the image of the, the three of you in the shower, look at, looking at like a, a guy showering, mm-hmm. but you guys were dressed in drag. And I remember it causing ripples. And I you remember getting emails and everything coming through about the drama it was causing. Um, but it was like, well, I hundred percent appreciate that they disagree with this, but, at the same time, it is a marketing piece and I think it sums up quite well what we're trying to achieve. Not to say that we're trying to achieve people creeping each other in the showers, but hmm. it's, I don't know. I thought it was funny. To me, it came across as humorous, the thing, because... No, yeah, what I, but what is. I
1: disagree with is like the sentiment that, oh, well, they aren't really around the club anymore and they may not have been in London at the time and, and that sort of stuff. I don't agree with that mentality that they're not welcome to the club that they built or that they don't contribute actively at this moment in time because I think that's where you were angling a bit when you said like well they weren't even there so they can't say anything kind of thing and I think the documentary didn't pay any attention you should interview the literally because those people are there like you should literally respond to those individuals and film them about joining making the club and their experiences especially when it comes to Drew's storyline of um being mask femme in a masked rugby environment but putting that sort of like queer twist on it like you know because there is a lot to unpicking that you know even within ourselves we have internalized homophobia when it comes to acting in a camp way and things like that and we and i think a lot of us re- especially back then rejected the idea that we could be feminine and s- still you know perform at a certain level or you know they thought we were unfocused because we wanted to um perform in drag for our rugby club and to enjoy it, which is, I don't think correct, obviously, because I think, and, and Drew says it, you know, Drew's a quality. Drew's one of the best rugby players the club has ever seen. And he's also one of the most fabulous ones as well, you know, and, and, and I think that comes, I think you could have put a bit more into that, but I think, um, those who started the club and those who have done it, I think you, you earn your dues. And I think a lot of them have, and I think, that, that that is easily missed now and before. To be fair, that, that's I my
0: th- opinion. I, I think I think you're right to some degree. What I would just say is, I wasn't saying that because they're no longer in the club, they don't have an opinion. What I would say as a committee, you have to make decisions best for the club based on what you have around you now. Um, and you know, it it's very easy to say somebody had this in the past, which is true, and you know, we have to give credit to that. But at the same time, if if they were still actively part of the club their voice would have more more meaning yeah yeah and 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 i mean that in the sense of you know we're sitting here in a committee of people who you know weren't around you when the club started 20 odd years ago but they're the ones that are making the decision best in the club now based on that you know they're voted in in a committee and, and you know they have to do what they have to do um for somebody who wasn't in the club saying, Well, I started this club and this means this, so you're not allowed to do that, it's like, Well, actually you did start the club and we're very grateful for that. But you know, twenty years have moved by and you know, we are a club that needs to raise money, we need to put on stuff and we need to make decisions based on what we need to do, and this is the decision we're making. Um as it as it's their choice whether to then say, actually, you know, you're right. Um, I disagree with what you're doing, but they then shouldn't go on and still be like, This is this is terrible that they've not taken my opinion on board and yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, it's like, Well, we did, but we just also disregard it because we have to make the decision best for the club right now. No, I
1: understand that a bit for sure. Yeah, you kinda of need to express your opinion but then still live with the results of it.
0: Yeah. Not happens, go not not go on social and mourn about how disgusting it is. No. Anyway, but yeah, it was such a good documentary.
1: Yeah. I thought it was a decent documentary
0: <laughs> <laughs> um it is it is due to get released into um i guess it's still going into i think i mean like i said i was very shocked to get invited but um also very grateful um but it is still going to be released into the film festivals whenever everything happens again because obviously everything shut down due to covid19 um and then i guess it'll make some sort of release i don't know i mean if it's going to might be on iTunes or wherever it might be. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting.
1: Mm. I'd love if there was like, I, guess I watched a, a sports documentary recently just the other week that I finished about, um, basketball, obviously Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. And it's called the last dance and it's a very, very good documentary. It's like high budget and stuff. And a lot, of, this is like 25 years of work, put into it and stuff. But I would love if there was like a true documentary about, um, some of the rugby clubs you know i think there's like a deep rich history within like 25 years of being with the Kingshaw steelers and um i think yeah i'd love to see that sort of story um learn more about the real difficulties within like the first five years and stuff like that because losing you know it took a long time it took over a year or something for the steelers to win the first game kind of thing you know um but to be yeah. able to plow through and things like that I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear about that i'd love to hear more about well, yeah. the stories from the original people that started
0: yeah, I think when they say in the documentary that they sent out like over 130 odd invites for games, mm. and only 20 people came back, that it shows it shows a mentality where the club is now it's dominating in one of the toughest you know leagues, um, and you know because a lot of people backlash. Do you Remember whenever the team it wasn't um, was it last year? The team won team of the year.
1: Yes. Yeah. That
0: um, was it. And a lot of people said it was virtual signalling because it was a, it was a it was a gay team and it was undeserved because you know, you just don't give it because it's a gay team, so well actually it was given because they had an undefeated year and they dominated in a very competitive league in the Essex Essex League and mm. what they would achieved, not just as a gay team but as a rugby team was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, because they were promoted that season as well, so it's the first time in that league and it was undefeated, which was excellent. Mm.
0: Yeah. Oh, Joe. You know I actually feel so tired today. Hmm. I had
1: this week. We played.
0: Guys. We played some games last night, which were super fun. Um. I just. I went to bed. and I started watching some Rick and Morty, and then. I. St- I fell asleep watching some South Park. And this was only like half twelve because we no one o'clock maybe. Um. And then, yeah, I turned, turned to close my laptop and like, fell asleep. And then I woke up again about half eight this morning, half eight, nine. Um, went out for a little 5K run and then came back. And that was a joke I didn't really do for 5K run. I was going to say, there's no this way because it would have been all over Instagram. I exercised yesterday and wasn't on Instagram. So it was, um, yeah, my legs are too sore today. And tomorrow is a big CrossFit day. Matt, you should join us on what we're going to do tomorrow for CrossFit.
1: I can almost say exclusively absolutely that that will never ever in a million years happen but thank you for the invite
0: wow you're so disappointing um so tomorrow we do it's kind of globally done as well it's called Murph, and it's um because it's like memorial day um it's the it's one of the bigger more popular crossfit workouts where it's a mile run Three hundred air squats, two hundred push ups, one hundred pull ups, and then another mile run. Um, the The proper way to do it is you wear a weighted vest throughout, and you don't break up um, the movements. But you know, for people who are a little bit, uh, you know, um, I don't know what word to say, but uh, I am going to do the mile run. I'm not going to wear a vest and I am going to break up my movements. So I'm going to do 20 sets of 15 air squats, 10 pushups and five pull-ups, but I can't do pull-ups because I have no bar. So I'm going to do burpees.
1: Oh, pull-ups, just not the one. No, thank you, mm. ma'am. I weigh too much for that shit. Two and I'm done. Actually, I did get to three pull-ups. Um, and then, and that was me done. So I don't know how these people do, like, 100 in real life. I don't think I'll ever get to that point. I don't think so. Mm. Um, I know I should have more faith in myself, but it's just... It's just... I just... I really enjoy food. Yeah. I really do. And I'm upset. I know that some McDonald's have opened, and my housemate was talking about um, the line that there was for McDonald's in Kent, just outside of London. And he said that there was literally, like, this long queue... Ten thirty in the morning um of cars like out into the main road and it was just going and going and going because everyone's using this shit isn't it lining up for mcdonald's now um and i never want mcdonald's like mcdonald's is not really my thing but now that I've, it's open i want to have it just because like you know
0: it's yeah
1: thing kind of thing, isn't
0: it you know so um yeah well i was i had a coffee yesterday with mickey and tilly and they are they had pizza last night and i was like so jealous um yeah I was just like, oh, no, I I didn't. What did I have? I had had like sausage salad.
1: A sausage (laughs) salad? Uh,
0: Yeah, I had like a salad and then I also had these sausages and covered the sausages in curry sauce. Curry sauce.
1: (laughs) Sausage salad?
0: Well, I didn't mix the salad with the curries. I had them like two different plates, but yeah, essentially that's what I had for dinner.
1: (laughs) This is so ridiculous. yeah i was saying this i was saying this before because i call them franken meals like i, I prepare like my meals and stuff but as i i want to make sure i try and eat as much of the food that i have without wasting it so as it sort of pizzas towards the end as my lunches some of the meals are absolute like just like mishmash of foods you know like just because i want to <laughs> eat it and i don't want to waste it so i'm like god these meals are weird they're still things i like yeah. obviously they're just not like whole meals so uh, yeah uh,
0: yeah and you wouldn't combine them usually
1: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, for sure. Um, what have you got going on this week? Oh.
0: Actually, well, this week it's another grueling week at work. We've been really busy recently, which is obviously good, but um, it is like this. I've had a this week has been really tough. I found it really challenging at work, um, and I think it was because on the Thursday, my boss is like, "Should we both take Friday off?" You know, we're pretty quiet. And we're like, "Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that," um, and it just give us a really long weekend. And then like the Thursday four o'clock shit hit the fan and then friday morning shit hit the fan and i was like oh my god it's supposed to be off it's supposed to be off today and then um yeah so tomorrow or i'm off tomorrow obviously my boss emailed to say i could take tuesday off to make up for not being off friday but i've just so much on and i was like it's easier just to log in and get it done um but i'm gonna work i really have to up my exercise so Mm. what, what what's been happening is um when I, I, I get my meal, I used to get my meals made for me um, and it's a little company. And I, I, the same, it's the same lady before when I lived here before and I never had really issues, but she's now moved places. But what she does is she does in a different place and it's the same thing. But and ever since I started getting the meals, I've just been sick. Um, I don't know why. She says that there, stuffs like not gluten in it, but I've just literally, and we tested it. I, I, I was off them for a week um a month ago and then went back on them for a week um and i was just sick again as soon as i started eating them so it was clearly something in it and now i've gone off them again and i'm fine she's um, definitely making you ill you know i don't know why she's being such a nasty bit no i'm joking she um, i don't think she's obviously doing it intentionally but she swears that they're gluten-free and i don't doubt that she thinks they're gluten-free and she says that they're made she makes my meals first in the morning so there's no contamination which I don't really believe, and I'll call her, call Bishop bullshit on this because there's times when I go down to get my meals at two o'clock in the afternoon and she's like, oh, they're not ready yet. And I'm like, well, if you're saying they're made first I and mean, you start work at half eight, but you're telling me they're not, and you it's only chicken. Like I'm not asking you to roast anything. It's a chicken fillet that you've cooked. Um, why is it not ready at two o'clock in the afternoon? Mm-hmm. So don't bullshit. Don't bullshit a bullshitter. Anyway, so it, it once the gluten gets into my system, it takes a little while for it to get out. Um, but this is like the first few days where I've actually started feeling normal again where I don't have pains anywhere and I don't wake up feeling nauseous so yesterday I was able to do a workout which is really good uh tomorrow I'm looking forward to doing this thing and I will like I will I've just put on so much weight because when I do feel sick I don't I can't really do much movement and I in my head what I do is eat a lot of junk well not in my head but in my head I think it's easier to eat a lot of junk food because like things like chocolate I think melt and they you know they're easily digested and um (laughs) that's the mentality that I have so when I'm sick I just eat lots of chocolate because it makes me feel better uh I think it's easier to digest um but it, it, now I like now I'm feeling better again I'm just like you know what I don't actually want to like last night I only had a couple of Guinness and I, I was like mm, I could have drunk more but no I want to don't want to be hazy um so anyway this week I'm going to be exercising a lot more good a hell of a lot more yeah but I've just put on so much weight um my mom my mom likes to tell me
1: well, she should uh, do after you're horrible to her turn now. Eating chocolate in her face and then calling her fat belly. <laughs> like, it's like. Nom, nom, so nom, definitely going. You should do.
0: Yeah. No, I will. I will, I will. What about you, Matt? What are you doing this week?
1: Um, I don't know. I haven't really thought about what I'm going to do this week. Um, Furlough life is starting to slow down a bit. So I do a little bit more. I started this play thing, so I got the rehearsals. We had our first rehearsals last week and like a little... um like drinks yesterday and then we're going to do some rehearsals this week so i'll learn like my lines and stuff that i need to do for that i think um i think i might get back on the old um uh script writing thing as well but nothing we'll see you know visit Mm. visit me ma'am. cycle a bit more i've been cycling a fair amount which is really nice i got bitch slapped in with the wind yesterday though absolutely disgusting and got like hailstones in my eyes so that was horrible um but yeah i'm enjoying a little bike so that'd be me for this week
0: nice i am just about to uh our patreon sean is coming down and we're gonna go for a walk on the beach social distancing distancing obviously um but yeah a little walk on the beach i think and then yeah um that's it i don't know i might watch a film tonight i might see if people want to play games later on um but yeah no real no real no real plans. All
1: right. Should we wrap it up?
0: Well, I think we should wrap it up. Um, guys, thank you very much for listening to another episode. We waffled a lot in this episode.
1: Mm, you did. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> oh, I feel attacked. But, um, yeah, thanks, Matt, I guess.
1: Mm, thanks, actually, <laughs> I guess. i hope you have a lovely week Ashley, and i hope the rain stays away because it's wonderful here next week
0: yeah thank you i hope you have a great week and no doubt i'll chat to you soon thank you everyone for listening
1: we hope that you're enjoying the sun wherever you are hopefully it's sunny everywhere and you get some vitamin d D.
0: yeah we love the d vitamin d
1: sweet oh yeah bye-bye